Hello, and welcome to the very first episode um, in my podcast series called Graceful Chaos. And I named it Graceful Chaos because that is kind of the mantra that I keep in my head as I go throughout my day, um, my day in the life of a mom. Because my life is chaos. I am a 25-year-old mother of two children and a giant German shepherd who basically is one of the children. Uh, My daughter is going to be four here in a couple months. Um, She's three and a half. Her name's Charlotte. And my son, Gabriel, is two and a half. He will be three in March. And so they're 15 months apart which you can only imagine, um, means chaos. And honestly, I think having twins would be easier. I have had people come up and say, oh, are they twins? Because my son, they're both in the same size clothes to start off. Um, My son is actually in a larger shoe size than my daughter, and he's the younger of the two. And he's a half inch taller than her. But for all intents and purposes, to the unknowing person, um, to the stranger on the street, they look like twins. Um, my daughter is very bright, very talkative, very social. Um, and so my son, I contribute a lot of his early development to the fact that they're so close in age and he has watched her do things and just wants to copy it. So he talks very, very well for a two and a half year old. Um, And he doesn't really look like a baby anymore, which is heartbreaking for me. Um, But yeah, I get asked all the time if they're twins. And quite frankly, I think it would be easier if they were twins because, man, 15 months is just such a big gap at this age developmentally. I mean, my daughter, she can identify all of the letters in the alphabet. She can write her name or trace her name. Um, She is in the creative stage. So she's drawing stick people now and she's making up crazy stories to tell me. She's naming her baby dolls. And my son, um, who looks like, I mean, he's bigger than his older sister. So I have to kind of gut check myself um, and not compare him to her or expect him to be able to comprehend things on the same level. Um, He's still, you know, we're working on the ABCs and he is a very good artist, I say, as his mother. (laughs) Um, He's a very passionate drawer. He'll sit at the kitchen table for 25 30 minutes which if you're a parent you know is an extremely long time for a two and a half year old to sit still and do one activity but he'll just sit there and and draw um very intently for that short amount of time but we're still working on you know letter formation different things which will come I'm not worried about it but um just the gap in mental capacity you know my my son will knock over my daughter's tower and she'll get so upset. And, you know, I put him in timeout. I say, that's not okay. That really hurt your sister's feelings. And if you do it again, you're going to sit out again. And he'll come right back and do it because he just doesn't have that 
connection between, oh, I knocked down her tower, so that's why I got put in timeout. Um, I don't think he's quite there yet to be able to connect the punishment to the crime, I think. Um, he also is just still um, very much in the wrecking stage. So my daughter loves to build things and my son will just wreck it and just laugh because, and I don't know if that's just a boy thing. Um, my daughter didn't really do that at his age, but again, she's the oldest, so she didn't really have anybody's anything to knock over. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly think it would be better if they were twins because they'd be going through the same developmental milestones at the same time rather than they're so close in age that it's hard to differentiate. It was easier when he was noticeably a baby, but as he's catching up with her, um, it's been harder and harder to, okay, well, you know, Charlotte's able to understand this, but Gabriel can't yet, even though he looks exactly the same, or, you know, I'll come in from letting the dog out and he'll be doing something. And I said, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, does he really know? Um, my daughter would know, but does he really know yet? And anyway, um, Yes, I'm a 25-year-old mom to two little minions, 15 months apart in age, which makes things fun. They still sleep with me. Um, my husband, he works night shift, so my, my kids start off in their bed, um, but around 2 a.m. they come in with me, and honestly, I'm too tired to fight with it, <laughs> and I like having them in bed with me, um, so... I don't get a whole lot of sleep, but the sleep I do get is sweet because they are both, you know, in bed with me, even though they're thrashing about and they both talk in their sleep. Uh, so that should just give you a little peek inside the chaotic world that I have. But um, I struggle with anxiety. I've had an anxiety disorder since, gosh, I think the first panic attack I had, I was eight. And I didn't even really know that I was having, I, you know, looking back, hindsight, I can identify, oh, that was a panic attack. But when I was eight, obviously, I had no idea what was going on. Um, but that's something that I've lived with and, you know, struggle with or don't struggle with it. Um, and yeah, so having that in the back of your mind, too, um, my life is very difficult at times um, dealing with the anxiety. I'm sorry if you can hear. <laughs> My husband is out in the living room with the children um, getting ready to put them to bed and my daughter's knocking at the door which caused my dog to start barking. So yes, um, sorry if you can hear that but you know you can get a little insight into my life I guess. Um, but anyway yeah my life is chaotic. Um, especially with my husband working night shift because he comes home and goes straight to bed. And, you know, I'm essentially a single parent for most of the day. And then he wakes up, he's up for a couple hours and then he goes to work and I have to do dinner, bath, bed all by for the big bulk of the day. I'm a single parent. And, um, I say that not trying to take away from him as a parent because he has a very, very big role in our family, obviously, as the father and the husband and, you know, the breadwinner and everything. Um, but it's hard. And so one of the little mantras 
that I started telling myself a while ago was graceful chaos, you know? Um, Life can be chaotic, but go through it gracefully, you know? Embrace the mess, embrace the chaos. One day, my walls won't have Sharpie scribbles on them and there won't be yogurt on the couch, you know, and I'll be missing my children. So trying to go throughout my life as gracefully as I possibly can. And I've just rambled on for eight minutes about how chaotic my life is. I promise I do love being a mother. Um, For all of you mothers out there listening, you can identify with the dichotomy of I love being a mother and also please get me away from these children (laughs) please take them off my hands but also I miss you come back there's just being a parent's amazing on so many levels because there is that whole giant mess of emotions that come with it um so going back to what I was talking about um with my anxiety One of the things that I've been really working on is gratitude training and starting each day off in gratitude. Um, I'm a Christian. That's a huge part of who I am. I'm actually Catholic. Um, My husband's non-denominational, which is really interesting in our marriage. Um, And we've both grown tremendously in our faiths, our own personal relationship with God, um, because we challenge each other constantly and ask questions. And that's something I'd love to go into more on another podcast. Um, but anyway, when I take the dog out first thing in the morning, um, I do a gratitude prayer. You know, I say, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for waking me up this morning, for filling my lungs with air, for your beautiful sunrise, your trees, your grass. And it doesn't even have to be a lot to be thankful for, on the days when it's super difficult, sometimes all I can thank him for is, you know, Lord, thank you that I'm awake today. And sometimes that's all I can say. Um, but today was a good day. Today, um, I was very grateful. And after I do my gratitude prayer, I usually do this while I'm taking the dog outside. Um, because we live in an apartment right now, so I have to take him out on the leash. And that's kind of my own personal time with God. Um, so... On my way out with the dog, I do my gratitude prayer. And on my way back to the apartment, um, I ask him for different things. You know, Lord, bless my family. um, Bless my husband throughout the day. Help me to be a good mom. Help me to have patience. Yada, yada, yada. Um, And today, interestingly, um, I started asking God. I always pray for my children And I was asking him, I said, Lord, please help my son to not get into things. Please help him to not make messes. Please help him to, because my son, to give you an example, um, I took the dog out a couple months ago and came back in and he had gotten into the refrigerator, got a dozen eggs out of the refrigerator and was smashing them into the carpet, grinding them into the carpet, into the couch. He tried to bite into one of the eggs. It's literally a raw egg. It's hard. Like his gums were bleeding. I was very concerned. His gums were bleeding. Raw eggshell and yolk dripping down his his shirt. And he was laughing. He was literally laughing. And so this is my child. This is my son who I, he just does things like this all the time. And um, 
it's really difficult for me because my daughter never even thought to do anything along those lines. You know, they're just completely different children. Um, but I prayed this for Gabriel and I suddenly just got this thought in my head. I'm praying for my son to be less curious. I'm, I'm praying for his two and a half year old nature to be taken away. You know, two and a half year olds get into things. That's literally just the nature of a toddler. They're curious. They're curious about everything. They're curious about how things work. They're curious, oh, if I take this egg and smash it on the ground, what's going to happen? Oh, I see mommy baking with eggs all the time and she cracks them. And when she cracks them, stuff comes out. Oh, I, w- I want to see what stuff comes out, you know? And oh, you can eat eggs, right? Mommy makes eggs for breakfast. So if I take a bite out of this egg right now, you know, what will it taste like? Will it be yummy? And I caught myself in this prayer this morning because I was asking God to take that away. And I know that it was the Holy Spirit, you know, moving within me, helping me to realize what I was asking. And so I stopped and I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I should be praying for me. I should be asking you, Lord, give me the tools to help me not lose my patience, to help me view him as curious you know he's not trying to make a mess to make mommy mad he's not being bad he's not bad um no child is bad you know behind every behavior I always say this I was a preschool teacher for several years um and behind every behavior is a either a need that is either being met or not being met or there is a question you know and so maybe my son had a question about the eggs and was curious and wanted to find it out. So I think, you know, a big part of this whole journey of being a mom is meeting our children where they're at and recognizing what the model of the child is. What What is the nature of the child? The nature of the child is to be inquisitive. It's to be curious. It's to move. You know, children were not designed to sit still. Um, I tried having a morning meeting with my kids. Um, I'm going through the process of homeschooling. I use the word loosely right now because my children are, you know, almost four and almost three, which is preschool age. Um, But we're doing that at home. I'd love to homeschool them. And I'm terrified, terrified of messing it up. I was in public school. My husband went to private Christian school. So you know, neither of us have any experience, um, with homeschooling, but it's been something that's been on my heart. Um, I've been introduced through social media to several homeschooling parents, moms and dads, and, um, been really encouraged by some individuals in particular to pursue this route. And that looks different for every family. Um, it does. It looks different for every every family. And so I I tried to have a morning meeting with my kids going over what we were going to do for the day. And yesterday I had it sitting at the table and expecting my kids to sit and listen while I rambled on. Um, and it went absolutely horribly wrong. Um, my son hated the whole thing. He was, he doesn't like clothing. <laughs> Neither of my children like to wear clothes. By the end of this meeting, 
my son was completely naked, standing on top of my kitchen table, screaming at me because he wanted my dry erase marker. Um, and my daughter, who was very into the morning meeting because she loves anything official, she loves playing teacher, she loves pretending to be a doctor, all this, all this sort of stuff. Um, she was crying in tears by the end of it because her brother was crying. <laughs> And he, she couldn't hear mommy singing while Gaby was crying. So it was horrible. And I felt very discouraged. Um, but, you know, I took a deep breath and I, we moved on. You know, we didn't have a horrible day. I moved on. Okay, that didn't work. We're going to try it again tomorrow. Um, but let's move on to the next thing. And so today we had our morning meeting and we did it in the living room standing up. We marched around the couch to the ABCs. We... Um, did jumping jacks while we counted to 20, you know, while we did our um, days of the week song and months of the year song, we had huge hand gestures and motions back and forth, um, you know, and just getting them up and moving. We acted out our Bible story, which was Noah's Ark um, and Jack Stewart over at Daddy Homeschools. You should check him out, by the way. Um, Fabulous, fabulous podcast. He thinks it's hilarious because I always read God in the Bible um, with a horrible, horrible Scottish accent because I can't do accents, but I love to do them. Um, I think it just makes it so much more fun. I always, anytime I'm reading my children anything, I end up doing an accent. Um, But God is Scottish. I don't know why. To any Scots out there listening to this, I sincerely apologize if it comes across as offensive. It is not meant to be. Um, I just... I'm half Irish, and I know that's completely different country than Scotland, but I love accents, and I think Scottish accents are the coolest. Um, so anyway, I digress. Um, where was I? The model of the child, meeting your child where you are, where they are. Um, you know, and I started thinking about that and started thinking of the model of the mother, you know, the nature of motherhood. And what is that? And I was thinking about this actually while I was scrubbing toilets this morning. And it came to me, you know, the model of motherhood or parenthood in general is kind of like the earthly model of Christ, servant, servanthood, um, the model of Christ as a servant, exhibiting a servant's heart washing the feet of the disciples, um, you know, going to the sinner's homes, being a servant to the world to the point where he died on the cross for us. Um, and motherhood, parenthood in general, fatherhood, motherhood, it's a model of that here on earth. You know, I don't scrub toilets because I enjoy it. (laughs) You know, I'm scrubbing toilets because I want my children to grow up in a clean home. Um, and I'm serving them in that way. And so I've started um, looking at motherhood and the things I get to do as, oh, I get to do this, not I have to do this. I get to scrub the toilets because I have a husband and children who I want to grow up in a clean home. I get to bless them in this way. You know, I don't have to make dinner for my family. I get to make dinner for my family. I get to bless them with food that's going to nourish their bodies. I I get to do this great blessing for them. I don't have to homeschool my children. 
I get to homeschool them. I get to be blessed by seeing them and spending their childhood with them every day, not just two hours after I get home from work, you know? Um, and it's incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. Motherhood and fatherhood, parenthood is sacrifice, constant constant sacrifice you know from the minute your child is born for mothers the minute you conceive you're already sacrificing your bodies change you're sick if you're like me in any way you were sick for nine months you know your back aches and all of these different things um and then you know my daughter um she struggled with ear infections for like the first year of her life. She had tubes at nine months old. So I think she had a total of 12 ear infections and they were miserable. None of us slept, you know, so you're sacrificing sleep. Um, If you're breastfeeding, you know, you're sacrificing your body even more in that way. Um, Sacrificing your sleep in that way that you have to get up and nurse your child and you know, you're constant, you're their food source on demand. Um, and it's just constant, constant sacrifice. You know, you're wiping bottoms and you're changing diapers and you are being puked on and pooped on and peed on. And, you know, your son's biting your nipples because he's teething and that hurts. For those of you who don't know, it really hurts. (laughs) But you do it all because you would jump in front of a train for those little children that you made. And so looking at motherhood as, you know, I get to raise these children. I, I truly believe that just like some people are called to be doctors, you know, some people are called to be priests. Some people are called to be a variety of different things. I truly believe that motherhood is a calling and I truly believe that every single mother on this planet was ordained by God to be the mother of their particular specific children. And I pray every night, Lord, help me to have the tools to be Charlotte's mother and meet Charlotte's needs. Lord, give me the tools that I need to be a good mother for Gabriel and meet Gabriel's needs because they're different than Charlotte's and they're specific to him while hers are specific to her. And I think that, you know, that's how you have to look at it. It, it really is and it will change your entire outlook. And I am definitely not saying it makes it any easier. I mean, I think it does in a way. It does make it easier. Um... But it doesn't take away the hard, for sure. For instance, today, um, my daughter is a little accident prone. She literally fell like five times. She just kept falling. She busted her face on the bed. She, I mean, I thought she broke her nose. We almost went to the hospital. She tripped over something else, tripped over this. And I was so frustrated because it was just constant crying, you know? And she was hurt. And I acknowledge that. And... But it didn't mean that it was any less frustrating. Um, While I was reading to her, it got super quiet and I couldn't find my son. So I walked out of the bedroom. He had climbed up onto the counter and dumped 
an entire package of dry spaghetti noodles, an entire package all over the kitchen floor, and was crunching them up, moving them around. And in that moment, I wanted to scream and yell at him. You know better than this. Why would you do this? Do you understand how mad that makes me? But the whole point is, no, he doesn't. He's two and a half. He didn't crawl up on that counter to make me angry. He didn't maliciously think, oh, how can I tick mom off? No, he was curious. And that's the nature of a two-year-old. And I got... I was able to, I get to, in that moment, I was able to choose. Am I going to belittle my child and frighten my child? Or am I going to meet him on his level? And I was ridiculously angry. I mean, like, I I was seconds away from exploding. And instead, I knelt down and I picked him up and I just sat him on the couch. I walked back to the kitchen and I started cleaning up the noodles without saying a word because I knew if I talked, um, I was going to scream. And about five minutes later, I walked over to him and explained how that made me very frustrated. And I did it all in a calm tone because I was able to calm down. But my point is it's hard. It's hard to be a mom, um, to be a dad, to be a parent. It's hard. Um, And God doesn't say that it's not going to be hard. In fact, he promises it is going to be hard, but he promises to meet us where we are, just like we need to meet our children where they are because, you know, we are ordained as their parents and it's our responsibility. So anyway, I feel like I've rambled on. I was hoping for this podcast to not be crazy long and it's 25 minutes long already. So I apologize. Um, Hopefully, maybe my next ones won't be as long. I just had a lot to say on this subject. Um, And if you take anything away from this, take away that, you know, nobody's life is easy. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just doing the best we can. And if you're even thinking of how can I be a better parent for my child, you're already doing the right thing. You know, you're already taking those steps. Um, and nobody's a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect parent. You're not a perfect parent. Nobody's going to be a perfect parent. I think Jesus would have been a perfect parent. He would have been the only perfect parent if he had had children, but I think that's it. Um, and the good news is, you know, you don't have to be enough for your children because God is enough. You don't have to have all the patience because God has all of the patience and all you have to do is ask for it. So anyway, um, that's my rambling, my thoughts on meeting my child where he is, um, recognizing the nature of the toddler and how motherhood is truly the world's hardest, most ironic gift because it is a gift. Um, yeah, it's a gift. It's a gracefully chaotic mess of a gift and I love it I wouldn't have it any other way so thank you all for listening to this Um, if you stuck around to the end thank you (laughs) and I hope to talk to you again sometime next week I will pray for all of you please pray for me and I'll talk to you soon